Hello and welcome to this special edition of Ham Radio TV live. Um, glad to have you with us. Today is a special podcast for uh, um, Access for All LLC. And I am joined by the owner and operator of the site, um, Abby Ray. Uh, good, uh, good afternoon or a good morning, as I'd like to say. Good afternoon. We're almost there anyway. We got about 10 minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So let me ask you this. What made you come up with um, the organization Access for All? Um, well, it, it really revolves around my life story, which you have to have sort of a basic understanding of to understand why I started the business. So my basic background is that I'm 26 years old. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. That's a couple hours away from your place in Huntsville. And I also live with terrible poverty, and I use a wheelchair myself. Um, this has been a from birth disability, and so I grew up around um, issues to do with access to public spaces, getting the resources I needed, et cetera, et cetera. And access for all is really good towards educating on how the Americans with Disabilities Act works um, and what businesses need to do in order to be compliant with the ADA so that you know, communities within themselves can better function. So let me ask you this. Have you run into any challenges um, while in this business venture? Have there been any challenges? Uh, yes. Um, one of the biggest um, challenges that I face in my work is exactly what my work is meant to combat, uh, which is that a lot of people um, have never really heard of the ADA, or if they have, they don't even understand the basics. Um, part of that is doing a little bit to history. Um, when the ADA was signed into law, it was signed into law with no plan as to how to spread the message to the country at large. And it's a law that is meant to be followed by the entire country. And I understand just by looking at your um, history and everything, that you went to various uh, colleges. Um, actually, I only went to one college. That's the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. When I graduated from high school in 2012, um, my academic history was such that I was able to get a full-ride scholarship to that particular college. Um, unfortunately, about two years later, health conditions um, related to my fatigue started to catch up with me, which, of course, means that my grades plummeted, and so out the window went my scholarship. So I was really given no choice but to, as I say in conversation with my friends, pack up my dorm, turn in my keys, and drop out of college, which, believe you me, that was not a fun 
conversation uh, to have with my family, particularly my mom, uh, who raised me as a single parent. But really and truly, it turned out for the best because if I hadn't come home and taken care of my health, heaven only knows what would have happened to me. So. And uh, I understand you volunteer for various agencies. Can you enlighten um, me? Yes. Um, really, my volunteer spirit started in high school. Um, I had always wanted to be involved with my community. So I volunteered for our local main hospital, which is the University of South Alabama Affiliated Women's and Children's Hospital. It's very prominent down here. My family has ongoing history with that hospital because my late grandfather on my mother's side was actually the first administrator of that hospital before it got its current name. Back then, it was the 60s, and it was referred to as Dr. Hospital, and it was a private 100-bed hospital. And if you go into the administrator office, you will more than likely find his picture with a short obituary up on the wall. But my after my grandfather, my mother, his daughter was there, and his um, wife, my grandmother, also worked there for a number of years in the educational department as a secretary to one of their prominent books. And let me ask you this. If you had a message for people um, with disabilities out there and they want to try and get involved in any form of public service, uh, what would it be? Um, my number one message for for people with disabilities that find that they want to get involved in public service would be this. You're going to have a lot of people in areas of your life that are going to do one of two things. They're either going to encourage you or they're going to think, Oh my gosh, here's the, you know, they really can't or shouldn't do this. And while you should not completely dismiss those feelings, you have to listen to them seriously and then confer with yourself. What is it I want to my life? Is doing whatever this is going to help me towards that goal? Do I really believe that with myself that I can do this? If the answer is yes, do something about it. If the answer is no, have conversations with yourself. Play the ever popular magic wand game. If I could have anything I, you know, wanted in life, what would it be? Think big picture first. Then work backwards. Everybody says, you know, when you're doing a puzzle, you have to dump all the pieces out on the table and then try to make the big picture out of it. But I work backwards. I look at the picture on the box first and then say, okay, what do I need to get there? And let me ask you this question. If people have questions or comments about Access for All LLC, uh, where can they go, or how the, how can they get in contact with you? Um, there are two ways to get in contact with me. One is by email, access for all 
Before I end this uh, podcast interview with you today, um, is there any um, words of encouragement you would like to give to the viewers um, who are disabled and they want to basically say, for example, if they want to volunteer for your organization at some point, um, what words of encouragement would you give to them? Um, I would say... Remember this, whether you decide that you would like to um, work with me or any other organization in the future, you have your own unique set of skills. There are people with disabilities even today that are in all industries of life. We exist as medical professionals. We exist as business professionals. We have have and or had a congressman who is quadriplegic. Um, one of the main public figures I look up to in the disability world is a Dr. Brooke Ellison, who at the age of 11 or so was paralyzed from the neck down because she was accidentally hit by a car on her way home from school one day and sustained serious injuries to her head and her neck. And she was recorded as the first quadriplegic to graduate from Harvard, summa cum laude with her undergrad. So the point of the story being, um, look at your unique skills and please use them because although the disability world at large is only considered to be about 20 to 25% of the population, we are growing. Um, and a message to everyone who does not have a disability or does not identify as having a disability, statistics show that 99% of those people within their lifetime will have a disability of some description, whether they acquire it through um, from birth due to complications in that area, whether they're victims of an accident or crime or simply the effects of aging. Well, Addie, I certainly appreciate this time uh, to interview you and, uh, you know, hopefully this message is, uh, you know, shown and uh, your story definitely does tell a lot. And uh, once again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, be sure to tune into this podcast. We will be sure to have it posted to uh, all of our platforms here on Ham Radio TV Live, and uh, we'll talk with you again. This is Ham Radio TV Live.